All right. Welcome, everyone, to the iBug Buzz for Monday, February 15th, 2021. I am Stephen Kerr. I'm going to be one of your facilitators tonight. I'll be doing the first half of the call. And then Sandhya will take over the second half. So uh, between the two of us, we're going to do our best to uh, get our minds off this crazy weather. We certainly have uh, had some of that, I think, just about all over the country. So I hope all of you are snug and warm. And I guess you, you have electricity or you, you wouldn't be on the call, right? But uh, hopefully it will stay that way. Well, if you're new to the call, we talk about iOS devices like the iPhone, the iPad, the iPod Touch, Apple TV, Apple Watch, and many of the apps and accessories that are related to those uh, devices. And we have a separate call where we cover topics about the Mac. So we don't cover that on this call. Let me just go over some quick guidelines to uh, remind some of those of you who have been on the call before and some of the new callers. Uh, this call is being recorded for podcast playback, both on our website as well as on uh, Site Into Sound Radio. With that in mind, we ask that you please stay muted until you wish to speak. And this is just to ensure the quality of the call and to uh, keep any background noise to a minimum. Now, if we have to tell you several times to mute because of too much noise, we do reserve the right to put you in the virtual waiting room. We haven't had to do that, I don't think, certainly not recently, but we just wanna ensure that uh, everybody can hear what's going on and it's just courteous for everyone. So please help us out by staying on mute if you can. Now we don't use the raise hand feature on Zoom. So if you wish to ask or answer a question, simply state your name and then wait for either me or Sandhya to recognize you. And uh, then you can ask your question or make your comment. Let me um, go over the different commands to mute and unmute on iOS device devices in case you're not familiar. It's Alt-A if you're on a Windows computer. Command-Shift-A if you're using a Mac. On an iPhone, there's a toggle button and it's in the uh, lower left-hand corner of your screen. And you can just toggle that by double tapping on that. On an iPad, you'll find that button a bit higher up on the screen and it does the same thing. It toggles both mute and unmute. And if you're on a regular phone line, just mute and unmute simply by hitting star six. And uh, also we ask that once you've asked a question, hold off on asking additional questions if you can. And that's just to give others a chance to participate. We wanna be fair and give everybody on the call a chance to ask a question if they have one. All right, those are the guidelines. Just want to go over those real quick. Before we get to our announcements and your questions, let's give everybody a chance to introduce themselves. You just tell us who you are, where you're calling from. And remember, you'll need to mute yourself or unmute yourself, I should say, using the commands I just gave you. And I'll go ahead and get started. I am Stephen from Austin. I am Raheel Ahmed from Albany, New York. Hey, Raheel, welcome. I'm Alexa from Springfield, Missouri. All right, great to have you, Alexa. Thank you. <laughs> this is Karen Philadelphia. Hi, Karen, welcome. Thank Jake you. from Michigan. Hey, Jake. Hello. <clears throat> Jim from Jim. Pennsylvania. Hey, Jim, good to have you. Thanks. I'm Jim. I'm Jim from North Carolina. All right, Jim and Jim. Great, <laughs> great. Good to have both of you guys. Roy from Fort Worth. Hey there, Mr. Roy. All right, who's next? Keith and Austin. Hey there, Mr. Keith. Chanel in Houston. 
Hi, Chanel. Welcome. Hello. This is Kenny from Herbie Missouri. Herbie Houston. Kenny, welcome. And Herbie, welcome. This is Joe from Norman. Hi there, Joe. Welcome. Sandia from Houston. Hey, Sandia. This is Brandy in Austin. Hi, Brandy. Deb from Kansas. Deb, great to have you. Welcome. Thank you. Shri hey. from Virginia. Hey, Shri. Great to have you. Anybody else that hasn't had a chance to introduce themselves yet? Hi, it's Michael in Houston. There's the iBug guy. Hey, Michael. All right. Well, if other people join the call or you're not able to unmute at this time, we'll give you another shot when we get to the midway point of the call. And speaking of the iBug guy, before we get to your questions, I'm going to briefly turn it over to Michael for some uh, quick announcements about what's going on in iBug this coming week. Michael? Okay. Thank you, Stephen. All right. <clears throat> yep. We uh, are still planning lots of things, even though we've got bad weather across most of the country. At least a uh, number of people showed up tonight. That's a great sign. Uh, let's see. Starting out Wednesday evening, we've got our Android Insight Q&A help session. And that's very similar to this call where if you've got any issues or questions related to Android products, any of the smartphones, uh, tablets, uh, Amazon devices, you can uh, go there and uh, get those questions answered. And that's hosted by Ava Carruth. So we are real excited about that and would love for you to join us there. If you're just maybe just checking out how to, you know, what's the difference between uh, Apple products and Android, you can find that out there also. Then we have the Friday night at the virtual movies starting at 7.30 p.m. for the pre-social, 8 p.m. for the movie, and then immediately following the movie, we will have a discussion. And that's, uh, again, those are all central time. And I just realized I didn't mention the time for the uh, Wednesday night Android Insight. That starts at 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And that will be it for this week. Very short week. Uh, we've got, uh, no, actually, we've got another thing on Thursday. Sorry, I skipped over Thursday. Thursday, we have our Trekkie Talk. Hi, Bug Trekkie Talk. Uh, we are finishing up uh, the season three of the next generation. And uh, what we do there, we watch those ahead of time and then come together and uh, discuss those. So we'll be discussing episodes 23 and 24, finish out season three. And that starts at 8 p.m. And all of these are on this very same Zoom line. So 
love for you to join us for any or all of those. Okay. Uh, then, uh, if you uh, need to find out more information about iBug, you can always go to our website, which is iBugToday.org, and you can there you can uh, get information about all of the different uh, meetings and social events that we have going on. You can uh, find the recordings that uh, Stephen mentioned of all the training sessions. Uh, learn about our one-on-one -on -one training called the Jumpstart Mentoring Program, which is a, which is a iPhone uh, training introduction uh, using voiceover. Uh, then you can follow us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash iBugToday. And also our Twitter you can follow us on Twitter. Handle there is at iBugToday. And uh, get all kinds of good information about different tech-related uh, information in addition to the Apple-related things going on each day. There's a number of tweets and retweets that uh, Herbie Allen, our tweet master, sends out. So keep up with all the good stuff going on. And that is about it. Uh, except for the Apple Watch drawing that we're having. So for a donation of $10, of only $10, you can be entered into our drawing for a brand new Apple Watch Series 6 valued at $400. So enter that drawing. Uh, go to our website, again, iBugToday.org and you'll find the information on how to enter the drawing there and get signed up. So you can get a one ticket for $10, or if you wanna increase your chances, you can uh, make a donation of $50 and you'll get six tickets. So a little break on that good deal there. So that's about it. Now we'll turn it over, back over to Stephen. Thank you very much, Michael. As I always like to say, there's always something for everyone at iBug. So I hope you'll check uh, any or all of the activities coming up here in the next few days. All right, well, let's get this call rolling and start taking your questions. Remember, there is no such thing as a dumb question. We're all here to help each other. Don't be shy. And uh, the first half of the call, we usually devote to beginner type questions, but I mean, really it's, it's an open forum as long as it's about uh, iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, Apple TV, and uh, apps related to such. So who would like to go first and ask the first question of the night? This is Elisa. Hi, Elisa, go right ahead. So I was getting calls from um, Apple support letting me know that my iCloud account was bridged and that they're going to take money out. Is that a scam? Oh, good question, Elisa. And I saw that on the um, iBug Facebook group the other day. So would somebody like to? This is Raheel. And yes, go ahead, Raheel. Yes, it is a scam. So do not answer those calls. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's something that uh, Apple does not call you about anything regarding your account. So that's a that's a great question, Elisa, because you know, it, these things pop up all the time. And 
Sometimes yeah, we just aren't thinking. Call you then, then what do you do about your, how do you fix your account then if Apple doesn't call you about your account or anything? Well, that's a good question too. Anybody want to take that? This is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Okay, so a couple of things. First of all, I just want to confirm what Raheel said, that it is definitely a scam. Don't even answer the calls. Don't acknowledge them. Um, there are definitely, um, like I use Umail, which is an app that will report, you can use to report numbers as spam. Um, Apple, they'll always email you or send you a notification like directly on your phone if there really was an issue. And if they needed to talk to you, they would tell you to call like 1-800-MY-APPLE. So you'd be calling them. They wouldn't be calling you unless you arranged a specific appointment with somebody or something like that from Apple. Right. That might be a different thing. But as a general rule, you know, just you would they would tell you to call 1-800-MY-APPLE or tell them to chat with them online through their Apple website if there really was an issue with your account and you would probably get alerted on your phone directly, not through a third party app. This is Kenny. Go ahead, Kenny. I want to give a perspective. If you do answer a call like that, the important thing is don't go to any website they might have you go to like my Apple dot something.com or something like that they'll give a fictitious website that'll sound like the apple website they might do that and especially do not give them your login information so if they say hey my i'm so-and-so from apple and your um icloud account has been compromised uh can you please give me your apple id and password so i can fix it and they might say something. They might actually might say something like that. And most people might be frightened and unaware, and they just automatically, oh, he's gonna, he, she's gonna fix it. And so they'll give their information out. And so the trick is not to do that. And definitely uh, don't go to any website they might want you to go to uh, because they might uh, do other nefarious things. Yeah, and really, that's a good rule of thumb, I think, to have for most. Most companies are not going to call you uninitiated. And even if they do, you know, it's probably best to double check and call them just to make sure because this this happens a lot. And this is just one of the latest and, you know, someone trying to scam a, a company that many of us do business with. Any that's other right. comments on that? Hey, Roy, go ahead. I just wanted to say, if you had any doubts at all, it might be a good idea to change your Apple ID password. Then you'd know you'd be secure. Right. Yeah, that's, that's probably a, a good idea to do that anyway on a, at least every three to six months. I, that's probably yeah. good to do. Sri, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, I, I would suggest at least give Apple the number that called you uh, so they can, because they do have a phishing department oh, that okay. tracks these things. Uh, most companies do this. Uh, and uh, it's good to give the information. I typically give the number that called and said, okay, here's another number that you can throw in your database to say, you know, they're calling. Because basically these annies that they're using, it's going to be used multiple times. So they're not using just a single annie to, to show up on your caller ID. So it's just good to give them a heads up saying, hey, they're using this number. And hopefully 
their fishing department will um, do some background checking on it. So that's my suggestion. Who would have thought that Apple has a fishing department? Do they yeah. do they sell bait too? Okay, never mind. No, just... but they'd love to see that email too. If you get if you do get an email, they want to see that email. Yeah. I was trying to pull a Herbie and I, I yeah. didn't make it. So yeah, this is Kenny. <laughs> Go ahead, Kenny. Yeah, I would like to kind of explain what they mean by fishing. You know, it's I not know. the typical uh, for the collars. It's not the typical fishing. Like let's go fishing is actually spelled differently. And uh, they're actually what it generally to uh, sum it up. It means they're they're trying to get you to give them information that they don't have in the first place. Right. Right. So so Very that's why point. I recommend you know don't go to their websites that they recommend, and definitely don't give any personal information like your user ID, your Apple ID, your password, your name, so forth and so on. And uh, definitely don't give any credit card information. All right, Herbie, this will be the final comment on this question. Go ahead, Herbie. In regards to Apple's fishing department, well, as you know, apples have worms. And so then they use the worms (laughs) as the uh, fishing bait. And it's the early bird that... catches the uh, worms so i guess use the uh report the, the you know let the, the worms of the spammers in this case they'll report them to the fishing department so they can uh, grab that bait so there you well, go what did i just do i i got herbie in motion i should have known thanks herbie i appreciate it and thanks thanks everyone for your input um that's a great question elisa I'm, I'm glad you brought that up linda did you have a question on this or do you have a new question yeah, on this one, um, how do you spell this phishing? It, it's uh, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. Isn't that right, Kenny, Herbie? I believe that's it. It's, it's with a P-H, not an F. Yes, it does okay. start with a P-H and not an F. You're right. Okay. Okay, so, great. Yeah, Thank you. I always want to learn how to spell things because <laughs> yeah. I'm a terrible speller. <laughs> yeah, well, it's definitely not the conventional way of spelling phishing. So, all right. Well, thanks, everybody. That's great stuff. I appreciate it. Who would like to ask the next question? Right. Topic. Raheel, go ahead. Um, do you know, um, every time when I go to, in my calendar, I put in the title, for example, ear appointment with my doctor, which is Dr. Foy. And then I go to the time picker and it, it doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't show the date. For example, July 26th is my next one. And I'm trying to add that in my calendar. And I had a bad luck with, the newest calendar uh, when it was updated to 14. Is there a way I can um, still use the picker or still use the alternative? This is Elisa. So before I get to you, Elisa, let me a quick clarification, Raheel. Was this happening before iOS 14 or did it something in that particular update when it started? Well, in the old, in the old iOS, I was, I was able to like add and then flick up and mm-hmm. all that stuff, but but now it's something different on iOS 14. Okay, Alisa, go ahead. So have you tried it with Siri? Because you know you can do it with Siri. That's how I do my calendar invites. Uh, don't want to be using that in front of my receptionist at the, at the doctor's, for example. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when you're like by yourself, this is her Okay, Herbie, go ahead. So, no, you can't use the picker anymore. You have to find the um, date. What we recommend is instead of doing it when you make the appointment in the main calendar, go find the date that way. 
So like in the main calendar thing, go find July, blah, blah, blah. Click on, double tap on the date and date and then hit your add button. And then at least you'll still have to fill in the ever, other information, but it should at least be on the correct date already. So without having to do that um, weird thing. Um, if you go back to our Saturday meeting on what is new in iOS 14, we cover this issue in detail. And that is, so I want to say that was like our October Saturday meeting. I'm sure that's still up on the website. Yeah, because somebody said that we go back as far as 2019. So um, <clears throat> we do cover that in more depth. And there's, I think, articles on Apple this as well about the new calendar layout in iOS 14. This is Roy. Roy, this, go ahead. I just want to say I agree with Elisa. Um, if you say schedule an appointment titled Dr. Smith, Siri will come back and ask you what day and time. So just start it with schedule an appointment titled and say whatever you want the title to be. And it's really that easy. Yeah, it is convenient. I, I think what Rahil was saying, though, sometimes you, you don't feel comfortable doing it in front of people. And so that that is the best option. But if you're yeah, wanting more privacy, you want to be able to do it on your own. So Especially when I'm in the receptionist's office checking out. Right. In the office, you know, like right. not well, this is Herbie. This is actually Keith, I, I think was before uh before okay. you Herbie. Keith, go ahead. So I was just gonna let you know if you if you're not comfortable and you do have to go to add an event, of course you hit the, the add button at the top right. But if you swipe through and you find the start time, it says start then time. If you double tap that, you'll swipe right and you can Adjust the time like you used to, you know, with the, the picker items. But if you keep swiping past that, it, it shows uh, like the calendar days. Like, say, uh, if you open it up today and add and then hit start, then the calendar would probably start with uh, the 16th, 15th, 16th, 17th. But uh, if you double tap on whatever day you want, and another good idea is to actually go to the date that you want to add an appointment. And when you hit add, it automatically uh, defaults to that date. So you don't have to actually adjust the date. You just have to adjust the time. Hmm. Okay. Herbie, go ahead. Okay. This is going to be an historical moment because I'm actually going to defend something regarding the Siri method. Um, I would point out that just a thought that you wouldn't be, unless you do something in the notes, you wouldn't actually, even if you spoke in front of your receptionist, you wouldn't be saying anything that they don't already know anyway, because they're the ones that did the, you know, helped you reschedule the appointment anyway. So I don't think you'd be saying anything confidential. And if you're using Siri in a normal speaking voice, well, the only the people that would hear you are people around you that would have heard how you scheduled your appointment anyway. So I would just cons you know, keep that in mind too. That's my thought on yeah. that That's particular subject. Right. Just well, just go ahead, Sandhya. Just real quick, another thing, if you don't want to deal with the calendar and you're worried about privacy, you could just maybe record a voice memo real quick and then put it in your calendar later. Yeah, that's great. And I kind of at least do a uh, little commentary that I have here because we've had a lot of discussions about problems with the calendar 
off and on over the last few weeks. I, I haven't used it as much lately as I used to, but it just seems the calendar has become more clunky in iOS 14 than it used to be. Just because of some of the discussions we've had. Shree, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, kind of like what Sandia was saying, I use reminders as quick reminders because I can just tell Siri, hey, remind me doctor's appointment on July 24th. And then I can go back and change it. But just to give me a little bit of a heads up to say something, um, I use reminders all the time for stuff like this. I just quickly say something and then I always go back and edit it. Uh, I probably use reminders more than I use calendars for uh, appointments. Yeah. Well, the good news is we have options. So that, that's always a good thing. Any more comments? Well, one more, Herbie, and then we'll move on to the next question. So just real quick on Sandia's point. So Sandia, are you talking about like recording the conversation with the reception? Because Rahul, Rahul's concern with Siri was the privacy thing. So I'm a little bit confused by what you meant with the whole voice memos, because wouldn't that be the same yeah, issue. I mean, it, yeah, it would kind of be, this is Sonia, it would kind of be the same thing, but if he doesn't want to put the name and, you know, I'm not really sure what he's, you know, worried about, but if, you know, whatever issue he has, can quickly, re- you know, ask right. Siri to, you know, record a voice memo uh-huh. or whatever and say, you know, I have an appointment on Thursday and then he can go back later and fill in all the information, where it is, when it is, who it's with. And all that, that makes sense. Rahil, and okay. with, with Siri, it's like, it's like it would not be able to pronounce Foyt, David Foyt, or whatever his name is, because it's it pronounced. This is Keith. Uh, uh, Keith, go ahead. Just one more quick thing. If you do use Siri and you tell Siri, I have uh, make an appointment with Dr. F at one o'clock on December 26th, it will go ahead and ask you, do you want to add that? It, or it may automatically, but it may ask you. Either way, uh, you can always swipe on the screen and the calendar event is actually right there on the screen, a, a link to it. So you can double tap it and it'll open up that calendar event and you can edit it right there. But uh, if you know that it's a name that you're like your doctor is, that Siri probably would not pick up, just uh, put a... a fictitious name in there or what kind of doctor he is or she is and that way you know it's a reminder to you to go back and edit that but it it's really easy if you use Siri and then you can go to the screen right there and automatically link up to edit all right it's Kathy Kathy go ahead so I have a question about the um, reminders, how, how did the, does a reminder work? I mean, I know there's a sound for them, but do you have to go check them? And where do they go? I've said, you know, remind me of this. And she says, yes, but I don't know. Okay. That's a great follow-up. Anyone uh, want to add to clarify yeah, what reminders is, are? This is Jerry from Vermont. Hi, Jerry. Go ahead. How are you? Steve, right? Doing great. Yes, yeah, sir. Okay. All right. Uh, Reminders actually uh, is its own app uh, on your phone. Um, You can uh, have Siri create reminders on your phone if you have an Apple Watch or an iPad, um, and you just tell it when the reminder is due, and it will automatically put it in. Um, 
the the other thing, um, if uh, you can you can actually type them in on the app as well. Um, uh, if that's if that's what you want to do. Um, but Siri is the quickest way to create a manager. I'll say, Siri, I have uh, uh, a, a, a pals group on Wednesday. The what's this next Wednesday? Seventeenth uh, of March, um, and it will say, "Okay, it, your reminder is set." You know, and it, that's all there is to it. Reminders. Uh, also, you you can do all kinds of things with the app depending upon your your level of of reminders. And oftentimes, um, if you have other calendar things besides the the Apple Calendar. Um, it will, it will, you can import your reminders into that as well. It's actually a pretty, uh, I use them a fair amount actually, particularly when there's an, an appointment that I just am not, I, I'm not, you know, sure I'll remember. And some of these phone calls that I have to get on, I'm, I'm just not sure I'll, I'll remember them all the time. So I put them in there and it works just fine. Very good. Well, Jerry, great. Appreciate that. And uh, Mark, I believe I heard you. Wanting to yeah, chime in? Did you have a comment? Yeah, troublemaker here in Montreal. We're, <laughs> we're about to get this gully whomper of a snow snowstorm, Jerry and I. So you um, can have it. <laughs> yeah, I know. You guys got enough problems down there, I know. Um, my question comment was briefly going back to the calendar. I was trying to get in before Kathy there. The O calendar has a feature in it which integrates with your regular calendar after you put your info in, but you can initially do a recording on that date and just hit the record button and and save it and then go back and put all your information in after that all it's right the old calendar yeah very good and since can i ask a different topic question yeah i think we're I, I think we've covered this very well I'll just say that uh as, as i mentioned earlier the calendar has been a Hot topic of discussion over the last few weeks, uh, the pros and cons of it. So great discussion, everyone. Thanks for your points. Okay, what's your uh, new question, Mark? Okay, my issue uh, is in the new beta of iOS 14.5, they really screwed things up in terms of not being able to put your punctuation in on your Bluetooth keyboards. Uh, like I have a foldable Bluetooth keyboard and no home button or anything like that. And like the apostrophe doesn't work, the exclamation doesn't work, a number of keys. It's a bug that they screwed up. It's, I was told by somebody in Jerry's group, as a matter of fact, Jenny Fazer, who comes on here sometimes, right. uh, that the only way of getting around it is turning voiceover off and typing what you need to. The punctuation is there when your voiceover is turned off. But the problem with that is you have a latency factor on your Bluetooth keyboard and you don't know that you're typing what you're typing in necessarily or if all the keys are being accepted uh, when you have voiceover turned off. So does anybody have an alternative suggestion until Apple comes up with a fix for this? So in other words, you turn voiceover off, finish your typing, and then turn it back on and go back and look and see yeah. where everything landed. <laughs> Is that basically? Yeah, basically, it's yeah. A, you're opening up a bigger can of worms because with a lot of Bluetooth keyboards, including mine, certain letters don't always function because of the latency issue or whatever the heck it is. 
And so you don't know until you turn your keyboard back on that, oh, well, that should have been, there's an I missing in that word or there's a Y missing in that word, you know, and yet you have your punctuation in there. So I was just wondering if there's another way of doing it. And part B of my question would be, is there a quick way of turning voiceover off, not speech off, but because you know that there is a key command to turn the, the triple click double, you know how you turn right. speech off normally right. there is a keyboard command for that, but you have to turn voiceover off completely. So I'm just wondering if there's a key, I, uh, Bluetooth keyboard command to turn uh, voiceover off when you don't have a home button on your keyboard. Okay, so just to summarize that uh, two-part question here. So is there a quicker way to get around having to turn voiceover off to finish typing? And then is there, what, what is the actual keyboard command on a Bluetooth keyboard for voiceover? Uh, Roy, go ahead. Okay, you can do VOH three times quickly and that'll turn voiceover off. <clears throat> okay, VOH. The three VLT and then H three times quickly, and that's simultaneously, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. once it'll take you to your home screen. The second, mm -hmm. it will take you to your app switcher. Three times will turn voiceover off. Okay, great. It's Jerry from Vermont. Jerry, go ahead. Um, also, you can just click your side button three times and it turns it off. Correct. Yes, you can. When you turn it on, sometimes it doesn't leave you where you want it. That's true. where you were intended to be. That's I've had true. that problem too. Um, so it's a work in progress until hopefully they'll get that fixed this week. But you know, it's been two weeks already almost. Yeah, and that's why I don't do betas because <laughs> I just don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, so I'll, I'll be still. <laughs> is is there? Uh, does anybody have any input on uh, just a, a maybe a better way hmm. than having to? turn voiceover off in order to keep typing. It sounds like, because I'll be honest, you know, I use uh, Braille display keyboards a lot and I'll go back and proofread and I will notice that I know I capitalized a, a letter and the letter ends up not being capitalized or I know I put a letter in there and it's missing. This, this seems to happen a lot, I think with just about any keyboards and I just have to put my cursor there and correct it is about the only way I know how to do it. but. Can anyone else shed any light on that? This is Shree. Shree, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I've probably gone through probably about 10 keyboards trying to get voiceover to work. And I finally gave up. I'm not a Braille user, but just a keyboard user. I finally gave up and I just ended up going with an Apple keyboard. And 99.9 of my problems went away. All the voiceover functions work. Um, I bought a keyboard. I couldn't even get Command F5 to work. And I called the manufacturer and they said, well, we don't test it with voiceover. We just test it with the Apple straight. So I just gave up and just go with Apple. Mark in Montreal. Mark, go ahead. Chanel suggested that I try Command F5 on my keyboard. And of course, it doesn't work on, on the iPhone, on the Bluetooth keyboard that I have anyway. Okay. All right, well, it's one of those things that you hope that they'll fix in the beta before yeah. it goes public, yeah. but I we know. know how that goes. This is Chanel. Go ahead, Chanel. Yeah, when I suggested Command F5, I didn't know. It was just a 
it was just a suggestion and um it was on our mac and talk list which is more for mac anyway so i just thought of something (laughs) mac related but yeah hopefully though um your voh three times would work that that sounds better hopefully perfect oh this is Shree. all right Shree, one more comment we'll move on to the next question were you able to use siri to with the keyboard to turn ask turn voiceover off mark have you tried that oh yeah it worked fine before this update like all the apostrophe keys and quotes and you know the exclamation mark and all those things work it's just since this beta came out that things have been screwing all right very good well mark i hope that clears up either with this before they release it or hopefully sometime soon because that is a very annoying bug all right well who would like to have the next question ibrahim do you have a new question yeah, I do. Can I go have it in topic? Go right ahead, sir. So I recently um, downloaded a app for a uh, app-enabled air fryer that um, we got in the house, and it wasn't that accessible out of the box. But I turned on voiceover uh, recognition to see if that would fix it at all. Um, after I did that, it I went to like the settings to see what app to enable it with, and said downloading in progress. So I'm not really sure what it was downloading after I turned that setting on. And I'm sorry, you purchased what, Ibrahim? Uh, I purchased a air fryer that has a app for the iPhone. Oh, the air fryer. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. called Plasonic, Plasonic Home. Okay. And it has a couple of unlabeled buttons. I thought I had voiceover recognition on, it would solve that. Um, but after I turned on voice, overlooking this in, in the iPad, which is why I have it, um, it started telling me downloading and I'm not exactly sure what it's downloading. All right, so does anyone have an air fryer that they use with the app that might be able to help Abraham figure out what that is? Or even some hints on how to use voice mm-hmm. overlooking this in, that would be helpful. Mm-hmm. I did just Jerry from Vermont, I just had a question. How long has it been saying the thing is downloading? How long has that been going on? Hang on, this is Sonia. Jerry, it's a little muffled. Can you get a little closer to your phone? Or yeah. it's a little hard yeah. to hear you. Okay. Okay, I'm just, gonna turn my uh, just my for audience. the recording purposes. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. right. Um, um, I I just wondered how long that's been going. Is that better? Yeah, that's how a little better. That, Go ahead. How how long has that been going on? The, uh, since I got the air fryer and turned on uh, voiceover recognition, that's when it started telling me downloading in the settings area. So I'm just curious why something would be downloading after I turned on voiceover recognition. Well, I'm, I'm wondering, is, is the iPhone, is the uh, app made for the iPhone or is it, a, where did you get the app, from the app store? The app store, and uh, I downloaded okay. it. It wasn't, wasn't accessible, so I put on voiceover recognition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, you're, uh, what I would do is uh, go into the app store and, and make sure, you know, everything's really good about your download, you know, your card and everything was working, your Apple ID is in there, right? And then I would cancel it and start it again. I, I, would, well, I would do I, that. I don't think, like, the app got downloaded. I logged in and everything. That's not my problem. My my question initially was, uh, why would voiceover recognition be telling me 
downloading? Like, does it download something, some Apple servers? I guess that was my main um, question. Ibrahim, I'm wondering, does, have, have you tried um, turning voiceover recognition off and using the app? No, because this is the first time I tried it on the iPad where I have the app. So after it was accessible, I went to settings, voiceover recognition, turned that on. And then after I turned that setting on, it started saying, downloading i have no idea what is downloading. yeah that's why I'm, I'm wondering if it's voiceover recognition that's causing the problem keith um go ahead i was gonna ask where are you getting the uh downloading message are you getting it in the settings app or yes, the app in, itself in the, in the settings app after i turned on voiceover recognition i'm wondering are you getting it toward the top of the screen uh, just like next to it, it's saying progress and then loading, right next to the voice overlooking this in uh, toggle. I'm just wondering, I, I think I've heard you mention before uh, getting the in-progress uh, <clears throat> alert or message, and it it often sounds no, like that, it's, that, it might be your was, Wi-Fi. No, that was different because I, I, I got rid of that. That wasn't next to the I, I understand, but I understand. I understand. But what I'm saying is these yeah. might be related to your Wi-Fi more than the voiceover. And it's yeah. just now that your voiceover is turned on, it's picking it up. But uh, I, that, I, I would think that um, all the suggestions, I would um, open up the app through the app store again and then toggle your wi-fi on and off do all your toggles on and off and just kind of clean everything up and see if you're still getting it but did it did it finish downloading do you know it, well it's not the app that's got the problem it's the voiceover right 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 right, right. but when you got that message in settings and it yeah. says downloading in progress did it yeah. finish downloading yeah, as far as I know, but the problems I don't know what it downloaded because I couldn't find anything new in that setting after that. This is Shree. Okay, let me let me ask you something real quick. If so, when you go back into the app again, does it still say downloading? Well, uh, when I go back into the settings app, you mean? Yeah, is it still doing the no, same thing every time no, you go in? No, I, the last time after I went in a couple hours ago on the iPad, uh, it it just. It's just on, the settings on, but there's no downloading thing. Okay. Shree, go ahead. What I suspect probably was going on is this was a new fryer. It was probably downloading the firmware when you first launched it and connected with the app. So typically these the devices sit on the shelf for some time and these manufacturers do updates. And what probably happened is when you first launched the app, it's installing the firmware to the device from your phone. Yeah, that's, that's a great what I point. Suspect. That's a great point. Uh, that might be it, but I'm, I don't think so because wouldn't that be in the app store update? No, it would be on your app of that fryer. Uh, so it would be inside the app, you're saying, correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. No, that, that didn't happen. The only place I'm seeing this download thing is in the voiceover recognition setting. That's well, it. It, it sounds like, it, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like it's hurting anything um, yeah. this is true. once you once you've downloaded it and it's it's working as long as it's working properly i mean it yeah. it, it could be what shree is saying it could be one of the, something else but it doesn't sound I'm like just, it's prohibiting you using the app is it uh no i'm just curious i'm wondering mm -hmm. uh 
are there any other tips I should know to using voiceover recognition or because after that I saw a bunch of my apps were selected and I don't know what got selected after I turned it on. Okay. This is free. free. Go ahead. So one question I'm going to ask you is when you did this, was your app closed or was it running in the background? Because if it's running in the background, the firmware is going to yeah. be running. Well, here's what happened. After that, whatever it was finished downloading, uh, I went to check the app next to it to see to turn it on or whatever. And I found a lot of my apps were selected. And I'm not sure, like, did, is it voiceover recognizing all of them or uh, what's going on? So, but the app in question I'm trying to use was closed, was in the background. Wait, closed or was it running in the background? Closed. Okay. Yeah, it is a bit, a bit curious. Um, this is, Keith, go ahead. Oh, sorry. One last thought. Uh, you mentioned other apps. were. Where did you see that the other apps were running or uh, active? What, what did you see there? Uh, right after that happened, I went to the list of apps right next to the voiceover recognition uh, heading, and all of them were selected, like um, all, all my Apple apps, all my third-party apps. They're just all selected. I'm not sure why. And this was in the settings again? Yeah, yeah, setting again in the voiceover recognition yeah. setting. I, I thought you had to actually select each app in order for it to be added to voiceover recognition. That was that, that was the, that was that was the idea thought. under as well, but I guess not. Yeah. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, it's a puzzle, all right. Um, we may need to do some more homework on that to find out what's going okay. on with it. But it's a good question. Uh, Ibrahim, thanks for bringing that up. No problem. All right, who has a new question, a new topic? Who would like to come forward? Jerry from Vermont. Okay, Jerry, go ahead. Can you, can you hear Try, me better now? Yeah, a little bit. It's still kind of muffled, but let, I, I think okay. we can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay, what I put in a, a, my Plantronics thing. Um, I just wanted to add one last thing. Uh, what I, Sometimes a hard reset is necessary on on your phone um and and i that fixes an awful lot of stuff if you haven't done that with this issue i would just and particularly you're talking about apps being corrupted so yeah. i i would definitely i i'm not even sure how you found that out but um i would hard reset your phone it may it may solve the problem just a thought good point and Depending on what iPhone you have, doing um, volume up and down real quick and then holding the side button down for, what, about 10 to 15 seconds, that's, that's usually what you do a hard reset as opposed to a soft reset, which is actually turning the phone off. All right, new question, new topic. Who'd like to go next? Someone who Dana. hasn't asked a question yet. Mr. Dana. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, hi. Uh, when I'm in my camera, um, how do I turn this shutter sound on? Uh, so when I give somebody, when I give somebody my camera and they're taking a picture of me, how do I turn that shutter sound on so I know that they have taken a picture of me? So I'm not sitting, sitting there guessing. 
when to smile, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's a good question. Anybody have an answer? I always thought it was on by default, mm. but maybe not. So we got, no, there's, yeah, I know you can turn it on and off, but how do, how do you actually turn that on is his question. Yeah, uh, it, I, it was on, but, um, you know, a couple months ago, I had to reset my phone and now it's off. This is Herbie. Herbie, go ahead. I'm wondering if it's actually just we get the shutter sound because voiceover is on because I know what Dana's talking about. Like if somebody uses my phone to take a picture of me and they're sighted so they're not using voiceover, I don't hear that shutter sound either. So I wonder if that's something we get as a benefit of uh, using voiceover. It's just a thought. This is Sandia. Uh, Sandia, go ahead. Okay, so I'm taking a picture right now, and I am getting the sound with voiceover on, so I'm going to try it without in a minute. So Zero people. Okay, I know there's zero. Take picture button. Take picture. Available. Okay, so that's the clicking that he's talking mm -hmm. about. Now we're going to turn yeah. off voiceover. Voiceover off. And I see a little white dot. All right, so you still yeah. get it even without voiceover. So. Yeah, I've heard I've heard sighted people take it and hear the sound. I I know that like when you put your phone on vibrate, I don't mm -hmm. think it makes the shutter sound. But I I didn't know that you could actually turn it off. I'm wondering if there's something in camera settings that controls that, where maybe it accidentally got turned off. Good point. I I haven't tried looking in camera settings. You might uh, look under there and. See if there is a, a thing, a sound to turn on and off or, um, cause that's the only thing I can think of. Anybody else have any thoughts? Okay, maybe we'll come back to that, uh, Mr. Dana. All right, thank you. See if we can find out more information for you. Good question. All right, thanks. Okay, next question, next topic. Joe, if you're still on the call, I think you had a question, if I remember right, before we got underway with the call. So if you'd like to chime in and ask your question, we can take that now. Yes, go, go this ahead. is Joe. Um, I have the SE2020. I've noticed that um, when I, if I turn my, I will turn it off on the right side, the button, push it in. <laughs> I turn the phone over, I turn it back over again, and it comes back on. But I didn't intend for it to come on. It seems like, is this a good feature to have? Is it, uh, you all, uh -huh. you notice the same thing? Aha, uh -huh. I think I know where this is going, uh, but I'm gonna, well, let somebody else take a shot at it. So, Raheel, Raheel go ahead. Is, do you, are you talking about the raise to wake uh, feature? Yeah, I believe I think he is. so. Okay. Yep. Yes. If you're gonna, if you want to turn it off, you have to go to settings, yes. and then display. Okay. And then there's a wake, to, <clears throat> raise to wake feature. If you want me to demo that, let me know, Stephen. Um, I th I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Now I believe you can also have Siri do it, turn it on and off for you. Can they not? I I believe you can. Uh, but but yeah, it is in settings and it is under display. All right. Joe, do you so, all enjoy? Is this a good 
feature that you all enjoy? Or I personally hate it. I hate I it. I do too. <laughs> um, but there are some people I know who use it. They, they enjoy it because they don't have to unlock their phone. If they hold it a certain way, it'll come on. Mm-hmm. And then they just put it down and turn it. There, it you know, it's one of those things you're either going to love it or you hate it. I personally do not like it. Okay. So it's a personal preference thing. Very good. Thank you. You're very welcome. This All is right. Shree. Shree, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you don't like Grace to Wake, um, I have Tap to Wake. Yeah, I think there, there are other options uh, that are associated with that, right? Um, I just know that I use Tap to Wake. I'm not sure if others, but if I tap the screen, it yeah. wakes up. Yeah. In other, in, in, instead of using the side button to unlock, you mean just tapping the, the screen? Uh, I'm sorry. This was uh, when the phone is asleep. I tap. Right. Instead of raising it, I just tap it. Correct. It yeah. Anywhere on the screen, if you touch it. That's right. It'll, and it'll, that, yeah. And that's in settings accessibility. I think uh, maybe Siri or touch where you have touch to wake. Correct. Yeah. That's a good feature. I do enjoy that. But the rise, the raise to wake. Yeah. I turned that off real quick because it just. Was, and the other is called Touch annoying. to Wake. Uh, yes. Touch to Wake. Okay. Right. All right. Great question, oh. Joe. We appreciate that. This sure. is Andia. I'm just going to quickly, real quick show. I mean, Rahil did a great job of explaining it, but if you're, you're in settings and then, like he said, display. Do not notifications. It's button. display and screen time, screen time, sounds and app. Do not screen time, general controls and display and brightness. Display button. and brightness, uh-huh. and it's Appearance. way kind of far down. You know, you got to swipe down through a lot of different things. Screen brightness, three true tone, automatically adapt up, night shift, auto lock, raise to wake on. So I don't even know that why I even have it on. I hate it too. So maybe that. <laughs> anyway, so there's now's there's your chance to turn it off. Turn it off. Okay, double tap, Joe. Double tap on this. Off. Off. And it's Hallelujah. off. Hallelujah. All right. So there you go, Joe. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Thank yeah. you. This is Jerry from Vermont with a quick Jerry. comment. <laughs> Jerry, I, I go ahead. Even, I, I turned tap to wake off because it was driving me nuts. I'd move my phone and the thing would wake up. And I said, what, why is that happening? So I, I went in and I saw the tap to wake was, was on. And I, so I don't have either of them on. Uh, the mm-hmm. only thing I have on is is Hey Siri. That's that's all on my right. phone. And when I was doing it with my phone and my watch, they both go off at the same time. So I turned Hey Siri off on my watch, and I don't have Raise to Wake on there either. So or Tap to Wake. Yeah, and this is my personal preference. Yeah, and that and really that's what it is. It's a personal preference. Some people love it, and and it's good to have different options of of turning. I mean, I like the the touch feature on my screen because if I don't feel like reaching for the side button or if I just can't, I just touch it and any part of the screen and it'll unlock it. So always good to have options. All right, we've got about four minutes before we do the midway Amelia. point of the show. Can we, we can probably take one final question or Amelia. two? Amelia. Amelia, go ahead. Okay, I have a iPhone 8, an iPhone 11, and an iPad mini that just came out. Okay, Shree did a demonstration with the CNI, Seeing AI, I said CNI, Seeing AI app yesterday. And I'm not sure if I dozed off or I missed something, but I wonder is his app different from my app? Because when he did the demonstration with the, the door, 
and all that, I don't see all that in mine. Or is that this only is on the 12? Well, hopefully you didn't doze off, Amelia, but <laughs> not just kidding. <laughs> Kenny, go ahead. To answer your question, Amelia, it is that world feature, world view feature is only on the 12 because it has okay. the LiDAR sensor. Oh, yeah. It's on the 12 Pro, the 12 Pro Max, and the uh, the twelve the newest Pro iPad and the newest I think it's the eighth generation iPad that the lidar is on. So, and to give a little explanation, well, what's lidar? What what is that? Yeah, I know. What um, that is. Lidar. They're using not exactly laser beams, but kind of, you know, little laser beams to shoot uh, many times a second to get like a kind of like a picture of things of distance and height and stuff like that and it you know goes shoots out like i said many times to kind of map the area and so that's what lidar does and um you most people hear the lidar in like the self-driving cars and they use lidar so they won't run into people so and uh, except it's more sophisticated saying, i gotta car. get a 12 a yeah, 12 Pro? Unfortunately. I just got Pro my Max. 11. Okay. R- right. <laughs> uh, th- there is a small, itty bitty rumor that it might be on all the next, this year's phone, this newer, whenever they come out in the fall, the newer phones this year. That might be on mm-hmm. all the phones this year. But that's just a rumor, mind you. Yeah, isn't okay. it frustrating when you just buy something and a week yes, after you get it I out of the store? I just got this <laughs> 11 in, in September, and I just got my iPad mini. If I would have known, I shouldn't have got a, I wouldn't have got an iPad mini. I would have got the other iPad. Yeah, happens all the time. That's frustrating. But but that is that is the reason, is it has to be a, a phone that's later than what you have, Amelia. So. Darn. Mm-hmm. But good question, and, though. Thank you, though. And, yeah, and that's why when you open your scene, uh, you don't see that world. This is Shree. Like, yeah. Okay, Shree, uh, go ahead. Uh, if I miss, uh, if I miss saying it was a lidar, my apologies. But I did want to tell you, don't feel so bad because Eleven does have the image recognition, and I was very impressed how well the image uh, recognition on the screen has improved. You'll see a big difference from your eight to eleven. Even without the lidar sensor, the image recognition is really good. So uh, I, I do feel that if you do pan around with your eleven with the image recognition on on the screen, you'll recognize a lot of objects too. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Amelia. That's a great question. Appreciate you bringing that up. All right, Sonia, it's your call. We have about a minute, a little less than a minute to the midway point. We can take another question or we can go ahead and go to halftime. Yeah, let's go to halftime. Close enough, Eh, Why not? Go right ahead. Take take it over. Take it away. Thank you, Stephen. You know I'm dying to take over, right? All right. Thank you, Stephen. Okay, so... This is our chance for anybody who didn't get to say hello the first time around, just say hello and say who you are, where you're from, please. Just unmute and identify yourself. You didn't get to say hi. Dana from Cincinnati. Hey, Dana. Welcome. Hey, thanks. This this is Scott from Arizona. Hello, Scott. Amelia from Houston. Amelia, welcome. 
Terry from Arlington Heights, Illinois. Okay, Terry and welcome. Kathy from Tulsa. Hey, Kathy. This is Brad from my very frigid house in Dallas. Oh, poor Brad. No electricity hey. or heat. And you still called in. Awesome. I got Brad. nothing Good else job, to do. Brad. I'm just sitting here in the <laughs> yeah, dark with nothing else to do. I don't know. I don't know. I got a huge, Brad. I got a huge battery backup that'll back up this iPhone 15 times. So. Oh my God. We'll see how long well, we'll see how that works out for me. We you called because you love us. That's okay? right. So there. That's right. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Who's, who's who's next? Ron from Montreal, Canada. Hey, Ron Pelletier. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. All right. Glad I'm you're not complaining. Fine. Okay. Yeah. I'm supposed to be okay. getting my vaccine next week or the week after, so I'm doing fine. Okay. Very, very good. All right, glad to have you back. All right, who else? Anybody else? Let's say hello. Base from Mars. Who? Hello. I missed it. I meant from Mars. No. Who's from Mars? Okay, somebody from Mars. Okay, anybody Base. else? Actually, Topeka. Topeka, hey, you, Mike, welcome. Glad to have you back. Okay, you were kind of fading in and out. Yeah. Okay, anybody else? Okay, well, real quick review, quick announcements this week. Uh, um, we have our uh, Android Insight on Wednesday, talking all things about Androids. And if you have your uh, Alexa, Amazon devices, tablets, so forth, all those things that we wanna figure out. And if you wanna know if Android is something that you wanna try out, come check it out. Thursday, Trekkie Talk, please come, 8 o'clock Central. And then, uh, well, we just had a iBug Cafe yesterday, talking, oh, not yesterday, not yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday, sorry. <laughs> it was yesterday. And uh, we, uh, Shri and Michael and I talked about indoor navigation apps using LiDAR and not using LiDAR. So that should be up on our website fairly soon. If you missed it, definitely check it out. Um, and then, and then, and then, and then, uh, well, a little quick reminder, we're doing our uh, Apple Watch uh, raffle, so it's uh, for a donation of $10, you have a chance of winning a Apple Watch Series 6, the newest one, for, uh, we'll be uh, announcing the winner in May at our 10th anniversary. And for $50, you can have 10 tickets. I mean, six tickets, six tickets, six tickets, sorry. Okay, now the best part of the midpoint of the call is we get to find out about what's happening on Friday. Steven, you know what's happening on Friday? Probably not. It's the Friday? Ivan Knight. Friday. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's the weekend. That's what's happening on Friday. No, it's even better than the weekend. It's iBug Night at the Virtual Movies. And here Yay. with our lovely clues is Mr. iBug Guy himself. Mr. iBug Guy, are you here? He has a knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was here. Okay. I do I have to call him and yell at him? Do you him? have to yell at him over the call again to get him to come back on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't embarrassing. Let me guy. record it. Oh, Michael. I thought oh, he, I goodness. didn't hear him leave. Oh, I think he, he may be muted or something. He, he's hiding on the stairwell. 
Maybe that's, an, maybe that's an indication I, of the movie tonight, uh, Friday night. Okay. Okay. I'm here. There he is. We knew you wouldn't let us down, Michael. No, he, he's making reference to how he sounded like a serial killer yesterday when he was I doing thought it was a demo. silent movie. Yeah. <laughs> You're not that lucky. Okay, go ahead, Michael. Yeah. I was told my demo sounded like a serial killer. So. Yes, you did. Anyway. So I've got my knife with me tonight. Oh boy. And I know everyone is cold, but I have learned something fantastic about this weather. Oh boy. My air conditioner works so great. It's <laughs> like this year round, my AC bill is going to be next to nothing. Oh my goodness. Come on, count the movie. All right. What are we talking about? Movie night. Friday, 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 starting at 7.30 p.m. for the pre-social. Join us. Get to know your fellow, well, you may not want to get to know them, but anyway, join us for a little pre-social, and then we'll start our movie at 8, and then immediately after the movie, we'll stick around and have a discussion. That's always a fun time to hear what everybody thinks about the movie. All right, so what do we got coming up for this Friday? You may ask. I'm wondering. Yes, we're asking. We're going to play our clue game, guessing game. And like always, don't just yell out the title. Say your name, wait to be recognized, and then you can make your guess. Uh, let's see. First clue. We are going to have a musical fantasy about a fantastical human story. Fantastical, fantastical human story. <laughs> a musical fantasy about a fantastical human story. This is Stephen. I've, I've never gotten to guess a movie clue yet. All right, go ahead. Take a guess, Stephen. Is it Fantasia? Fantasia would be a good guess, but that's not it. It was too obvious, right? Next. Any other guesses? No. Move on. Dana. It's Linda. Oh. oh, Dana. Oh, we got a couple. Let's see. Dana, then Linda. Is it Music Man? Music Man is another great guess, but that's not it either. Uh, okay. Go ahead, Linda. Kathy. Frozen. Frozen. Would be appropriate. Apropos. Oh, but that's not it either. Go ahead, Kathy. <laughs> what about Pippin? Pippin. Pippin? Pippin. It was a play. That was no. so I good. Was I can't movie. believe no. you guessed that, but that's not right. Okay. But anyway, we're going to move on to the second clue. <laughs> Our movie is packed with toe-tapping sing-alongs. Jim. Mr. Jim. I bet it's Mary Poppins. Oh, man. Has we he ever guessed one before? 
Have you ever guessed yes, one before, he, Jim? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, he won wow. the wings, remember? Yeah. Well, you didn't Thank guess you, Sonia, this one. for remembering. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. Go All ahead. Right. Next, next clue. Next clue. I'm still jumping off that bridge. Yep. <laughs> Keep going. Our movie also contains all the sex and drugs that go along with the rock and roll. This is Shree. Shree. Oh, man, I know what it is. Rocket uh, Man. Hold on. Shree Say what? again. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Yes, sir. That's all it. Right. Rocket Man. Shoot. I wanted to go to my next clue. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't hear you. Yes, yeah, you, you got, got it. it. You we'll, got we'll come back to you in a minute. I'm going to read out my next oh clue. My I like God. my next clue better. Like young young Reginald Dwight changes his name and becomes one of the most famous icons in history. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Very nice. All right. So what do we have for Sri this week, Johnny? All right, for our wonderful winner, who guessed the right answer, only after three clues, or was that four? Anyway, three. You, you got three. will now, you'll be fly, you'll be flown. Well, actually, my, okay, we're gonna fly you to London, England, and you will have private lessons with Sir Elton John, and you will start learning the new iBug theme song which he is composing right now. And there's no option of quitting the piano lessons. You will continue until you become good. So there you go. I hope you like piano. <laughs> so, I'll take a warm log to... right now. <laughs> what? I'll take a warm log. Warm log. <laughs> now you're going to start learning how to play the piano. All right. So very good. Thank Thanks for playing our game. Thank you. Good guesses, everyone. Good guesses. All right. And okay. I'm going back to my hot chocolate bath. Oh, goodness. Okay. Goodbye. Bye, Mr. McCulloch. Okay. Thank you for the clues. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay. Anybody who didn't get to ask their question the first time around, there's a lot of stuff going on. Somebody, we will slow it down right now. Didn't get a chance to ask a question. Anybody? Somebody new? Got lots of people on the call. Who would like to ask a question? Uh, this is Dana with a comment about the um, camera sound that I... Okay, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I went into the camera app and um, explored around a little bit, and um, it has a... Uh, uh, section on there it says live photo and you can switch it on or off i don't ask me what live photo is but i turned it off and i get the uh that'll turn the the camera sound on um so okay there you go <laughs> all right would somebody like to explain what live photo is anybody that is a this is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. So basically, when you take a picture, uh, Apple will record a couple of seconds, like a second before you take the picture and a second after you take the picture. So it creates a small video of the picture that you took. 
All right, great. Thanks, Shree. Okay, good, Dana. I'm glad you're getting the feedback now. So I didn't know that that. Yeah, this is Keith. Go ahead, yeah, Keith. Thank you. This question actually reminded me of something, and I believe it was uh, just recently, and I don't know if it was with 14 or right before, but we are now able to customize our sounds. If you go into uh, voiceover settings, down to audio, and then open up double tap audio, you'll go to sound and haptics, double tap there, and you can actually toggle each sound on and off, uh, just like the, uh, say the, the home screen clicking sound, or, you know, I'm just, just making stuff up right now, but each sound that we hear when we turn sounds on, you can actually go in and customize it to where you can turn each one on and off, so. Wow, that's pretty cool, I didn't know that. Tell you. Okay, thanks Keith, we'll try that out. So if there's some sound out there that's annoying you, you can go and change it, huh? Okay, all right. Yeah, exactly, in fact, I, I thought of Chanel when I saw that the first time I, you know, I know she, she has a hard time with the sounds and like prefers them turned off, but it seems like maybe there's one or two that you really would like to hear, like your screen closing or whatever, that you could turn everything off and have just uh, one or two on or, you know, however you want to customize it. I think it's a great new feature. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's amazing. This new, uh, <laughs> there's just so much to it. There's this layer upon layer that we haven't, that at least I haven't gotten to really explore. So thank you, Keith. All right, who's next? Anybody with a new question? Somebody that didn't have a chance. Anybody? Maybe they're all frozen. This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. Um, I don't have a question, but I wanted to uh, bring up a bug that I noticed a couple of days ago. Um, okay. This is when you make, when you're trying to do a three-way call. And this is when you're initiating a three-way call. When you hit add, it will allow, it brings up the contacts. But if you cancel that three-way call and then try to do another three-way call, it doesn't work the ad doesn't bring up the contacts. Oh. So you, if you don't do it in the first attempt, uh, you won't get an opportunity to do a three-way call. So you gotta start all over again? Uh, you Nope, it won't work till you- like Get out of hang it? Up, hang up and try again. Oh, wow. So I reported to Apple, they were able to replicate it too. So it only happens with you're on voiceover. Huh, I don't know. Do and that's know? just, it, it, it works fine if you are if you're if you're uh, adding a three-way call. It's when you when you yourself initiate a three-way call is when it the bug occurs. Interesting. I don't know. I don't really use that feature a lot. Do you? I mean, I guess you do. Obviously, I use the three-way a lot. Really? Okay. <laughs> Very cool. And is there? I mean, you can add up more than just three people, right? Uh, I think we've. I forgot. I, I think, think it, I don't Keith. know. On audio call, I'm not sure. Three, uh, go ahead, Keith. Yes, you can. I, I do a call with, a group call with my family a lot. We There's four or five of us at times. Yeah, yeah I feel like we 
Okay, yeah. yeah, great. Okay, well, very good. I mean, so, but the one person has to go through and add all these people that to bring them in. Right, he's, yeah. Okay. Correct. So whoever in this, initiates the call can add who they would like. All right, that's definitely good. Okay. All right, who's next? Thanks, Shree. This is Marty. Marty, go ahead. Um, you had mentioned Sonia about maybe a few weeks ago on one of the, might have been the Apple workshop, and you never got around to it. You said that there were some there was some Apple news that you wanted to share. Did oh, you ever share that on one of the calls, and I just missed it? Uh, <laughs> it, it was the last oh, Apple workshop. Oh, yeah, I, I think what happened is we were so cons we were trying to really save time and uh, yeah, we'll, we we'll were have, going yeah, over a lot of things. right. We had all those different uh, items to cover. Show yeah. and tell, show and tell. Yeah, so we just yeah. wanted to maximize that. So no, we I uh, know I did not this share is any news. We will have news at our next Apple workshop. Go ahead, Herbie. You know, just a reminder, if you think you've missed uh, any Apple news, don't forget that uh, we do have a Twitter account. Uh, in fact, I'm very well acquainted with the Twitter master. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> they, they tweet a lot of stuff um, when they have yeah, working I'm, internet news. But, uh, okay. Well, Thanks. you can, you, even if you're not on Twitter, you can still go to twitter.com slash today and read all the tweets that way because they are... Uh, public tweets so you don't actually need twitter to read um what's been posted on the account so um but uh, you may want to get on twitter if you want to mm -hmm. be able to keep up with uh, you know apple news you know from you and know it, a lot because there's a lot of sources out there so and it's marty i guess i was suggesting if if we sort of run dry on questions tonight you know could you maybe mention some of them if there is like any dead space or uh, we're hoping for no dead space. We've got. Well, some, no, I've I got, know. Yeah, but no, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, we find. Yeah, we'll keep. We'll keep going. And yes, thank you. This, this is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. Yeah, I just want to uh, give a little shout out to Herbie. I'm not a Twitter person either, but I do go into the Twitter and just read. And I'm not really interacting. I'm just reading. So it's almost like you're going to any of the social media, uh, like if you just go to Facebook or any other media where you, 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 you may not be the interacting type of person, but you can just go in and read. And that's what I do. I just go and read and there is some good information in there. So you don't necessarily have to sit there and tweet things back and forth. You can just go in and just read. So I'm just giving um, a shout out because I did find some good information just reading things in there. Right, and, and Herbie's getting information from other, you know, you know, various sources. So he's actually kind of curating all this information for us. So we're very grateful for that. So thank you, Herbie. Okay, who's This next? is Elisa. Go ahead, Elisa. So if you are on Facebook and you're, you have a friend that posts a really good post and you're like, oh, I want to share it. And then you try to share it, and it doesn't show up. I think Keith, you you shared one of my posts. I think I think he left already. Um, is that something that happens to Facebook, or is it something with your news feeds? So, just to summarize, so you 
have you're, you're, you want to share somebody else's post, your friend's post. Somebody else's post that posted on their wall and it doesn't show up on my timeline. So you, you saw somebody else's post and you want to share it. Is that uh-huh, right? But I can't get it on my profile. Okay. Anybody? This is Steven. Go ahead, Steven. You're, you're <clears throat> saying you're trying to share it, Elisa, and it's not sharing? Is that? I don't see it on my profile. No. Yeah. Because I know sometimes when you try to share someone else's post, a lot of it depends on uh, what their privacy setting is. Like some people don't, yeah, they only share it with limited people. So they don't make it public. Uh, hold on. Hold on. One, Who's uh, that? Have Who's to be that? recognized first. Who, who's speaking? Okay. Uh, okay. So, so to finish my point, yeah, some people only limit what they post to say their friends and not public or to where you can share it with, with your friends or your profile. Yeah, so it's a privacy setting. Right, so. it's a privacy issue on that person's end. Very good, yes. Thank you, Stephen. All right, and just a reminder, if you wanna make a comment, just say your name and then we'll recognize you, so thank you. Okay, good question, Elisa, thank you. Um, who's next, a new question? Linda, Linda go ahead. Um, another calendar question. Um, if you're in an email and you want to save the event, um, I know how to do that. But can you save, like if it's a, a Zoom call, will it save the link to go to that Zoom call? All right. Who would like to? I think I know who's going to want to answer that question. Who would like to answer that? So saving those calendar, we're getting a lot of Zoom links with calendar events. So anybody want to answer that question for Linda? Who would like to answer that? Okay. This is, this is Jake, what's the question? So she's got a calendar link in her email and it also has a Zoom link. Will it, can she save the Zoom link when she saves the calendar event? Um, I would think that if you save the calendar event, that it would automatically save the Zoom link. Okay, well, that would be convenient. All right, well, hopefully that will work, Linda. I haven't tried it myself, but given all this the- This is Elisa? Okay, Keith and then- Okay, Elisa, go and then Keith. Go ahead, Elisa. So follow-up question to Linda's um, email question. So I received an email for the Availability Houston Film Festival, and I want to add it to my calendar so I won't forget this weekend. Do I have to click where it says the 20th? All right. Keith, you want to answer one or both of those questions? Or a comment? So, so Elisa, could you repeat that? I'm sorry. She's trying to add the Real Abilities event to her calendar, and she wants okay. to know if she needs to click the 20th to add I'm it. trying to add the Real Abilities Houston to my calendar because I'm registered for the movie <coughs> thing Saturday, and I'm trying to figure out if I can add it, clicking the date, or how do I do that? I believe it is the date. It, voiceover should tell you that uh, click here to add to your calendar or something along that lines that gives you the idea that yeah, I can add this to my calendar, but usually, yeah, the date is a link to the calendar. But back to Linda's question, 
I believe those are two different links. Unfortunately, I do not think when you add the Zoom event to your calendar that it will uh, copy over the link. I, I could be totally wrong if that's something new, but I know uh, times that I've done it in the past, it does not show up. And uh, of course, this you can always co copy the link and then add it to the calendar event. Or if it's a recurring event, um, I always just make a contact card and put the link in, in the website line of the contact card. That way, I can always go to that contact and just double tap that event. All right, go ahead, Herbie. Okay, I think if memory serves correct from my experience with this, so if you were to create the Zoom event from the Zoom app on your phone and then invite somebody using the calendar, you know, the calendar on your phone, I think that would copy over the link. But if you're clicking on a Zoom event in general from an email, I think what Keith said is correct that it is two separate things, if that makes sense. So it depends on how, what kind of calendar event you've got, Linda. If the person sent you the Zoom invitation and it's got all the stuff and then maybe then it yes. would work. But if, you know, I like believe our, so, yes. our events just has the link in it, we're not sending you the formal Zoom invitation. And so no. that probably wouldn't work. Okay, Linda? So you could always okay. create a public calendar that people could subscribe to and that would have the link in it. You know, that would... Right. So... Okay, so Linda, I hope that thanks. helps. Okay, thank you. Okay, who's next? Dana. Dana, go ahead. With a Facebook question on the iPhone, um, when I'm in Facebook and I see a post um, and somebody has a long post and it says at the end, copy and paste this to your your profile or your page, whatever. Um, how do you copy and paste? I can't seem to do that. All right. Who would like to try to answer that? Anybody didn't have a chance? Our Facebook peeps. This is Roy. Go ahead, Roy. You have to let voiceover read the entire message, and then you can do a three-finger quadruple tap to copy it to the clipboard. Wow. Okay. That works. And then go ahead, Dana. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Then how do you paste it? Uh, you wrote where well, you get to the location where you want to paste it. You wrote her over to edit, and then flick straight down to paste. Oh, okay. Thank you. So this yeah. is, this is Roy. Um, is there a limit? There, I guess there's no limit to how long that that feature works. That three finger quadruple tap. No, but you have to let voiceover read the entire message before you do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's, that's okay. This is Herbie. Okay, go ahead, Herbie. I have been able to get voiceover to copy stuff without reading the entire thing. In fact, I used it to earlier today, so you might not, you can at least give it a try, and you, you might um, not have to let voiceover read the entire thing. This is key. Because I have had luck with not. So what, you're saying you use the same method, but you didn't let it finish the whole thing? Correct, but it still copied the whole thing. Like, I used it to copy a link earlier that I was having trouble with, and I didn't have voiceover read the entire link, but I was still able to do the three-finger quadruple tap and 
Okay. It copied the exact thing I wanted. So. All right. Mark and Keith, hang on, Keith. Go ahead. There is a great workaround for this one, and I always use the label button feature. If you do not activate the post and do a two finger uh, tap and hold, it will bring up the text field. Oh, actually, it'll copy the whole um, post. You can you can actually either do this with the uh, post unactivated or activated. If you go to the uh, text field, when you open it up and do the two finger tap and hold, it will just bring up the text of that post and you can cut and paste using your rotor um, in that activated text field. And if you do it with the, uh, the post unactivated, just in the feed, you can do the two finger tap and hold and it will actually um, copy or it will actually activate the whole post in that text field so you can copy and paste. I do that sometimes to um, text somebody, hey, look at this post where they see that who it's from, what time, you know, they see the whole post. Now, if you're just wanting to copy and paste just like that, you know, you can open it up and then two finger tap and hold and then it will, you'll be able to copy just the content out of that post. And like Roy said, you can go to uh, to where you create a it's post yourself and then uh, paste it using your rotor. And pretty simple. I, I, in fact, I use the, the label button feature, the two finger tap and hold on quite a bit uh, to copy and paste uh, to different places. It's, it's a great, great place to actually uh, copy and copy text. All right. Thank you, Keith. Okay, Mr. Mark, go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Uh, no, I was just going to comment on Herbie's experience, and I've done the same thing. Often I use, go into the Facebook post of iBug today and take it and don't listen to the whole thing. Once I get down past the uh, Zoom link and into the general details of, you know, the regular iBug stuff, I just stop it and then I paste it into whatever email Montreal group I'm sending it to. And that's how the folks from here get notified because I post it, get it from your Facebook and paste it into an email for one of our technological type groups here and it seems to work quite well. All right, well, we appreciate appreciate you doing that. And okay, so there we this go. This is Shree. Shree, go ahead. I just had a question for Keith. When you do that label element, uh, when you do the two finger double tap and hold, are you doing text selection to copy all? Or how, how are you copying afterwards? Uh, usually, well, if I'm copying the whole thing, I'll just put it on edit and select all but okay. if i just want to uh you know just cut certain pieces of it out i'll use the uh character word line and just get the focus where i want to and then use the text selection from there got it thank you all right text selection is a very important skill that we <laughs> talk a lot about okay who's next somebody new didn't get a chance like to ask a question. 
Anybody? This is Joe again. Go ahead, Joe. <clears throat> A few minutes ago, they were talking about being able to make multiple calls, adding uh, yes, calls. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> I was reading one, uh, I don't know, email, YouTube. It was talking about if your phone is, I don't have the right number, uh, letters, like a GSA phone as opposed to an SMA or something. And then from that, um, then you could be able to do the adding additional callers. When I've tried that, I can only get two people. I can call two people, but not three. And then there was something about if you have your carrier will only do so many. And I, someplace I read, you can get up to five on the call. And then I looked to Verizon and it said six. So far, I just get two. All right. I must be doing a lot wrong. No, no, it's, it's you know, it's just a matter of finding things. So um, you are doing great. Okay. So um, anybody want to address that question? We kind of talked about it a little bit ago about adding multiple people on a call. Yes. Anything about a limit? This is Jake. Uh, I can talk about it. Go ahead, Jake. Um, I know what you're talking about as far as the letters. They're talking about GSM, which is stands for Global Mobile System. Yes. And now that runs on LTE. I know on GSM you can get five. On CDMA, which Verizon uses, which is, stands for Coded division, multiple access. <clears throat> you can only get three. Uh, now, I don't know if they changed that, but that's the way it used to be, where you could only get three. If Verizon is saying you can get more, then I would talk to them to see why you can't get more. But I know that was a limitation with Verizon and Sprint at one time. Oh, okay. Wow. Thank you, Jake. So, I tell you. I know that AT&T can do five. And T-Mobile can do five. Okay. I see. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you, Jake. Tell no you. problem. <laughs> good, 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 good job. Okay. Who has the next question? Alisa. Alexa. Okay. Hang on, Alisa. Let's let Alexa go because you asked one before. So go ahead, Alexa. And we'll come back to you, Alisa. Go ahead, Alexa. Um, you know, on my iPhone... 11 which i got recently um i don't know as far as turning my phone off or powering it off uh on my other phone i used an um, iphone 7 plus i used to use my side button you know you hold it in for a couple of seconds and then you get the power off screen well on the iphone 11 um it seems like it's done differently i i unfortunately i do it the long way around i i go into settings and general and then uh shut down or turn off or whatever it says but this is, is, is this there is a quicker way to do it yeah okay shree and then kenny go ahead shree yeah so basically the easiest way is to hold down the volume up and the power button down at the same time and then you'll get this um, power off um, option, or if you just keep holding it, it'll shut it down. Because um, I have done, I think I've done that, and it seems like it does screenshot or does something else. Yeah, it will um, do. A, 
got, if you just press it and release, but if you hold it down, uh, then you'll get the power off button. But if you just do a volume up and a side button, then you'll do it, then it will do a screenshot. But if you hold it down, then it won't. Okay. All right. Thank you. Go ahead, Kenny. Yeah, you have to hold it down for a few seconds. And then your phone might do a, like a vibration, make a little noise. And then you'll get the option to power off. So, you know, okay. we'll, Alexa, just for you, we'll do a little quick demo here. So we'll practice. Okay. I've got a 12 Now, don't call the police now, Sonia. Works. I know, because that, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's, let's, let's see how this is. That's the volume up. Standard button. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to hold the top volume button, which is on the left side of the phone, and then the power right. button. And here we go. Ready? I'm going to hold it down. One, two, three. I'm holding it down. Settings, call, raise to wake, off. Auto lock, never. Button. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What happened? Five. Night shift, off, button. What does it do? <laughs> so much for live demos. Auto lock, never, raise to wake, yeah. off. Hold on. I'm not doing it right. Maybe I was go back to setting? your home screen and try to I would go to the home screen. Okay. Well, forget that live demo. What's going on? Hold on one yeah. second. Okay, let's try it again. Do I have to get out of this? Okay. No, do you, no, you should be able to lock it. Night shift off button. It won't let me get out of here. Call, call. I think so you, have you, the, you have to lock the screen. You have to lock it. Oh, there, I wasn't at the top. I was at, it was right there. I'm sorry. Okay, Alexa, sorry, I screwed up. So let's try this again. Okay. And then at the top. Slide to power off. It's vibrating, and so I don't know. You can't, and so then at the very top, oh, it says, okay. Yeah, in my it was vibrating, you couldn't hear that, but it says, How to power off, slide to power off, emergency SOS, emergency SOS, cancel button, cancel. So I was looking at the bottom part, and this is at the top of the phone, so that's I got distracted. So. Oh, good, thank you. Okay, so mm, this it is, is a, tree. yes, go ahead, tree. Um, you don't, if you hold it down for about six or seven seconds, it will automatically bypass that tap to shut down, it'll just power off. You just got to hold it a little bit longer. So just hold the whole phone down? I mean, the yeah, if, you hold the, if you hold the volume up and volume down, a volume up in the side button for about really? six or seven seconds, it'll shut down. Oh, okay. Well, oh, I don't okay. want to do that right now, but okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, no, Alexa, sorry. That. I'll have to let you do that later. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, thanks for everybody's answers. This is Chanel with a follow-up. Sorry. Okay. Yes, go ahead, Chanel. Um, I was just, so if you hold that down for six or seven seconds, that doesn't toggle on the SOS, or do you have your SOS off? Um, it uh, because I thought if you held it too long, but that could just be my phone. I, I thought if you <laughs> held it only the side button uh, five uh, times, oh. yeah, or oh. if you slide your finger uh, to the SOS. And I thought you have to, this is something to hold the button to the SOS when I, I don't know if that's a feature, but you held it, you tap it like five times. And I thought that's how you trigger it. Okay, I think Harvey had, a, was that Harvey? Yeah? I was gonna say the same thing. I think, um, yeah, for the SOS, you definitely have to um, <clears throat> press the button five times, though I do have that feature disabled on my phone and the watch, especially since now you can tell Siri to call 911 if you really have an emergency. So, uh, okay. um, 
Uh, yeah, so I have that feature turned off anyway, so I couldn't tell you if the other method would turn it on either. But yeah, definitely if you have it on, pressing the button five times will do that. And I think that's what got a lot of people into trouble last year with iOS 13 and the bad luck that gave them. So. All right. Thank you, Herbie. All right. So, okay, Alexa, I hope that helps you. Okay. Great question. And feel free this to- This is Shree. Yeah, Shree, go ahead. I just want to make a comment about emergency 911. If you ever do use Siri to call emergency 911, make sure you say call emergency 911 with speakerphone because that's really important. Because if you're not near the phone and you call 911, you're not going to hear them if you don't have the speakerphone turned on. The phone is not near you. Really? So just make sure you say. This is Herbie. Interesting. Okay, go ahead, Herbie. Um, uh, okay, Sheree, I know what you're talking. You're referring to if you use the Hey Siri method, which is something that I don't use for the iPhone. So that's a um, good thing you pointed out but because I just use the side button if I want to talk right. to her. So I wouldn't even think about. Um, but wouldn't that be the case with making a phone call with Hey Siri, no matter who you're calling? Well, the, this is Sheree. Go ahead, Sheree. Yes. I'm just saying for an emergency, let's say something happened to you and the phone is five feet away and you can't reach it. Mm-hmm. It's very important to say with speakerphone with because that's speaker- the only way the two-way communication is going to work. Oh. Yeah, but what I'm asking is if you call somebody in general using that method, wouldn't the same concept apply or does it automatically default to speakerphone? I don't use, I'm asking because I don't use that method. So oh, no. I honestly it, don't it, even... This is Jim. It, it, it applies the same way. I'm just saying... For emergency. Okay. So, so, it, oh, yeah, but it, it sounds like even in general, if you're making a phone call, that's the concept you'd want to apply yeah. if you want to. Okay. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. Yes. Jim, okay. Definitely. Thank you. Okay. Jim, go ahead, Jim. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I did try this. A friend of mine told me about it. You could say, Hey, Siri, uh, call Shri on speakerphone. Okay. And it will do that. that is- this is Kenny. Go ahead, Kenny. Lee, I'd like to know if you could demo calling emergency services with the uh, power button and the volume. Uh, I don't think so. You can try oh, that you don't on think your so? own. This is uh, yeah. Thank no. you. This, this is for okay. Hold on, hold on. Okay, did I miss somebody before all of it? I feel like I missed somebody. Did anybody? Oh, I heard Gail Putt chime in just now. Okay, Gail just now, but before all that, was there somebody else in this? No? Okay. Okay, all right. So. Uh, go ahead, Gail. I think it was Elisa. Okay. Oh, uh, yes, Elisa. Okay. Do you have a new question or is this on the same topic? No, I have a new question. Okay. Hang on. Let's go back to Elisa. Thank you for reminding me. Elisa. Elisa. Oh, this is Elisa. Um, go ahead. So you got my, your question. Okay. My phone has, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm with Sprint and we merged with T-Mobile now. Okay. And I have a SIM card. And whenever I try to make a voicemail, it wants me to enter a passcode. And then put a greeting, but I, my sister did it, but it's not letting us get so past. You're having, you're having trouble, what, creating your Setting greeting? up a oh, voicemail. Oh, setting up your voicemail. Hmm. Okay, and you're mm. with, uh, with, with who again? Sprint and T-Mobile. Sprint, We're Sprint. Connected. okay. Okay, anybody have any suggestions for setting up voicemail? Any thoughts? 
So the issue I think you're saying is you're having trouble putting in the passcode just at the beginning when you're setting it up. Is that right? Yes. Hmm. So what happens? Just nothing happens? It never asks you for your passcode? or It, it never, never asks you... me. It's the first time I ever seen you do that. Hmm. Okay, well. So this is weird. This is Jim. Yeah, Jim. Go ahead, Jim. Here's what I would try is dial your own number. Wait for it to answer. And then see if you can go into your voicemail by hitting the pound key and see if it will let you set your voicemail up that way. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Or call, call your own, call your mobile phone from another number and try it that way. Maybe if you have a, a push button phone in the house, still in the house, like some people do, it might allow you to do it that way. All right, so yeah, so hopefully that will help Elisa to dial in from another phone and then uh, when you uh, then hit the pound key uh, and then hopefully it'll let you access your voicemail that way. Is that right, Jim? Right, that way? Okay. Okay, Elisa, I mean, we have Gail. Go ahead, Gail. Okay, I had an Apple Watch question on... Um, uh, on the Apple Watch, um, Harry said he uh, disabled it. But on the uh, fall question, which I think I haven't enabled, but um, you know, not not that it's ever happened. But um, on you know, people have said that it's dialed. Um, I guess nine one one, and. Um, so I was, that was my question uh, on that. Wait, wait, so what is uh, your question? So your question is- Well, uh, on, on like if you fall or how do you know if it's enabled or how do you know if that um, is enabled? Oh, oh, fall detection, you're wanting to know if fall detection is enabled it, or not. This is and, Ken. And, and, and have, have people had problems with it, you know, with it uh, calling yes. or yeah, right. I would, um, I would okay. definitely review our Apple work. We did a whole- um, Oh, I know you did the thing on, on the Apple watch. Yeah, we yeah. did the whole thing on, and we talked about this I at length. But go ahead, no, no, that's okay. You can visit that again, but I would encourage any Apple watch people to listen to that. But go ahead, Kenny is gonna tell you the answer right now. Yep. How to make sure you have fall detection enabled. You go to settings on your watch and then uh, emergency SOS and fall detection is on there. It is off by default unless you're in your 60s, I believe. Oh, so I you think make it is an eight. Well, oh, okay, never mind. That that was Apple yeah. standard when they first um, right. announced it. But to make sure it's on, go to settings, go to go to um, SOS emergency or emergency SOS. Yeah. Uh, and um, you can turn it on there. Now I have. I have it on my watch and I fell and it has not triggered. And I've talked to people that have fell and broke a couple of ribs and it did trigger. Uh, so I do not want to fall that hard for it to trigger. I'm just right. letting you know my findings. And I've had other people fall and it has not triggered. This, this is so, Marty. Yeah. Okay, Marty, go ahead. Um, you probably, I think, Ken, you probably know, um, the fall detection, it, it will not immediately, I think, 
after you fall, if you like still down after a minute, then it would make a call. And also you can turn, cause I actually have it this way. I have emergency SOS turned off, but I have my fall detection on. Right. Those are, yeah, those are two separate. Yeah, options. Separate. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But they're in the same place. This is Shree. Bye, Shree. So I saw an interesting video on this, and it was done by a stunt woman who was doing different types of falls with the watch to see how many times and what type of fall it detected. And over 70% of our falls, it didn't detect. Wow. So oh, right. I thought it was a very yeah. interesting video. She did all kinds of, and she's a stunt woman. She did all kinds of falls. And very few of them detected a fall for her. Okay. Okay. That's good so, to know. so then it's better to have it on and then the emergency SOS on and the fall detection on. Yeah, they're two different features fall detection and SOS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're definitely two different features, but if you feel safe with both of them on, by all means, turn them on. Go to okay. Set emergency is- SOS. Go ahead. Ahead, I would also say turn Hey Siri on then too, just so that if you can't read something, you can at least the wake word to call. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've got that on. Yes, thank you. I, I didn't know that's interesting about the stunt woman. I mean, because I, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Gail. So yeah, basically it's okay. Very good. Who this has... is Chanel. Yeah, go ahead, Chanel. Was there somebody? Okay. No, no, well, ahead. I couldn't resist doing a test. So I tried holding, you know, the power button, or I mean the side button and the volume up button. And I was holding it down for a few seconds and it started a countdown. And so I kind of thought, well, um, let's get out of this. Cause I think it was doing the emergency uh, mm-hmm. countdown. So okay. I don't, at least on my phone, maybe there's can then I even went into settings and it said something about the side button and the volume button so it could just be a fluke on my phone or maybe you know I need to turn it off altogether for that but um it just I just to be aware that you might actually engage the countdown <laughs> maybe you won't maybe you will but it's good to know and didn't there used to be like a siren sound right like if it started it then that do I remember that correctly? Like you could hear like I a think siren so. sound oh, like when you finally activate. Yeah, go this ahead, Terry. Um, yes, th- there are two ways, uh, well, three ways to engage the uh, emergency services. One is to hold that volume up button and the side button in for like five seconds and then there's a siren that starts and it counts down five four three two one you did that very well (coughs) okay keep going then and then the second one is to uh press the um the volume button five times repeatedly and that will activate it um also and again that siren comes on and then the third way is if you um, hold the uh, go to the hold the side button and the volume button just like a few seconds, and then you get to the menu that tells you all kinds of things, including uh, powering the phone off and 
calling 911 or whatever your emergency services number right, is. Okay, hold on. I think Stephen and then go ahead. I was just going to say the same thing about the siren. Yeah, it, okay. it does have that option. Yeah, I forgot about it because I think I've triggered mm -hmm. that siren. I, okay. I have too. <laughs> I've triggered it myself. Yeah. All right, Mark. Yeah, I think it depends too. And I think it's important that we point out that depending upon where you're at with what phone you have, it works differently. Because I know I have an 11 and I think it's from, I don't know if it was from the SC 2020 up from there that that whole procedure changed. And what Terry was talking about may not work on some phones. This is Terry. Go ahead, Terry. I have an SC 2020 and it and it works on there because I accidentally okay, engaged well. it a few, but you're right. It, there were some some changes with earlier phones, I think, like from the seven, uh, but it does work on the SE 2020. I know that. Okay. And, and right. a uh -huh. side thing, you can, um, in settings, you, you have the, in the SOS, you have the option of not only calling uh your emergency services, but simultaneously, if you choose to, um, sending texts to friends or family that you want to be notified that you have indeed called uh, emergency services, and and it does work. And in the text, it also tracks where you are, and it tracks it really very well. Wow. So that the people, your family or friends that are notified through a text, they get a picture to see where you are. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Okay, go ahead, Keith. I was just going to say on my 11 Pro Max, I know to power off, I have to volume up, volume down, and then hold in the side button, and then the power button will come up. Hmm. Okay. Isn't that also the method for doing a hard reset or something? Haven't we talked about that also? There's that different. I know that powers it off. I, I don't remember if that is the reset or the actual power off. This but I know that. Yeah, Shri, yeah, Shri is, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, so, um, yeah, if you do a volume up, volume down, this and hold the side button, that's a force reboot. And I guess I just tried it, and I'm getting the same thing with the countdown, but I thought I had done it where it just I held it and it just reboots uh, okay, but I do well. know that I I have called emergency by mistake and it tells me if this is an emergency to press one if it's not press two. Oh, okay so, so I got that one time so this well, is Marty okay. go ahead Marty um Terry you were saying about the SC 2020 wouldn't that work like an iPhone 8 since that ha since that phone has a home button? I thought only the, the, the phones that do not have a home button work where you have to press volume up or volume down and power button. In other words, I thought the phones with a home button, you just press power button for several seconds and you get these different options. Right. No, I know on mine, I did it the the way the uh, the newer phones are doing it and it worked but yes i do have a home button right you're right 
because the old way was when you had a home button, you know, like, like Marty said, you just hold down the power button and then, you know, you'd get those various prompts powering off and so forth. Right. I think there used to even be a combination where you held the home button and the power button, I think, for something. That's for reset, I believe. That's reset. a hard yeah. reboot. Yep. All right. Well, very interesting. Who would have thought? Okay. Very good discussion there. Very important for safety's sake. So, anybody have a new question? I have a question. If nobody else has a question, anybody going once, going once, twice. Okay, I want to set up a mailing list, like a quick mailing list of my own, you know, for like, I, I have different groups that I, you know, send groups to or, you know, whatever. Um, and I'm like manually adding like Brad and whatever and whatever. And I was like, uh, there's got to be a better way. So how do I, can I create a mailing list? You know, where do I do that? Like, this is Shree. Go to Gmail. Yeah, go ahead, Shree. Yeah, so you can create a mailing list on your iOS. Uh, the way I do it is um, I go to my notes app. Uh, you can go anywhere and okay. I get all my emails in there, like a list. So basically like uh, person one at AOL, comma, person two at AOL, person three at AOL and so forth and so forth. Uh -huh. So you have to put it like that and then you copy that whole list. Uh -huh. And then you go to your email and new contacts and open up a new contact. And I usually go to the contact name and I'm going to call this as my AOL party group. Okay. That's the, as a company name, I'm going to call it AOL party group. Okay. Go ahead. And go then ahead. I'll go and swipe all the way down to the email field. And I will paste all those emails that you copied from the notes app. Oh, and then you goodness. go to so you you create a contact it. basically. Yeah. Okay. And oh. then you add it and then you go to your email and say, type in AOL party group and all your emails are in there. Oh, this is Keith. Wow. Okay, go ahead. This Keith. is Ken. I actually tried this the other day. Do you have to put a space between each email address or a comma or how do you separate the each email address? You have to do a comma and a space. Comma and a space. Very good. Thank you so much. Wow. Super duper. Go ahead, Kenny. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, a similar question is there any way to make a list like a text li a list just like the email but with phone numbers instead so I want to make a contact card and call it a group name that way I can text all those people at the same time all right would anybody like to answer that Audio this is Herbie okay go ahead Herbie the easiest way I can think of is, you know, just, you know, like, because in the contact thing, you know, you can always add a field, so you could just keep adding phone fields and add in a phone number that way. Um, that will probably be the easiest way to do it, other than, you know, creating a group of different contacts. All right. Yes, Herbie, thank you. So, yeah, so the final, the other way would be is just add... Herbie, Chanel, Brad, whatever, three, and you know, then they're all in a group, and then you could rename that group as iBuzz. Right, then, but some yeah. of them have Android and so on. Some way. of them are Android. That destroys it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Terry, and then we have to move. We are at the end of our call. Go ahead, Terry. At least on the iPhone, the good news is now that 
if you have a, a group text that you've added numbers to by hand, once you do that, now you get an option when you're gonna send a text, it asks you if you wanna do a, a go to your group text list or, your in, or stay with your individual text list. Interesting. Okay, well, thank you very much, Terry. Thank you, Stephen, for helping facilitate. My today. pleasure, as always. Wow, and everybody, we are at the end of our call, so just remember, come to our uh, Android Insight Wednesday, Trekkie Talk Thursday, and the I've been at the virtual movies. We're going to be watching The Rocket Man. Ooh. All about John, so come check that out on Rocket Friday. Man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> we have fingers here. And uh, so we are so excited and thank you. Stay warm, stay safe and come back next week and happy President's Day. All right. Good night, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Bye. Stay Careful. safe, everybody. Stay